0: Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space.
1: Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so.
0: On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. It's your host, Joshua Gillow, alongside Mr. Dwayne Drawn. What's going on, Dwayne? What's going on, my man? Just chilling like a villain, enjoying every
1: day of this life. The weather is beautiful. It's been really nice for the past three, four days too, man. Really
0: nice. Yeah, you guys have had some nice weather out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really dope. Cool. Loving it. Sweet. Yeah, man. It's fun getting back here and getting into the driver's seat, being away with the family for a couple of weeks. It's nice to kind of start, start everything rolling here and get out there serving again and batteries are charged, ready to tear it up. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So today, guys, we're going to talk about this idea. I'm sure you've heard this before, work-life balance, right? The idea that you're supposed to work a certain amount and then you're supposed to spend time with family a certain amount and you're supposed to sleep a certain amount. Like everything is divvied up into little buckets. And what I found in business over the years is that's not exactly lineal. You know, it's not exactly the same each day. It's not exactly something you can plan each day for. I mean, you do write schedules, do all that stuff, of course, but having to having the understanding that it's not an exact science, right? Because especially in our business where things are very seasonal and we get the the big influx in the spring and the summer and the fall and then winter is a bit different and that we have to keep adjusting that and understanding it. But to think that it's always rigid is insane. Dwayne, have you found that over your career?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I've always been the one that messes it up.
0: Always the one who
1: work, 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 work. Actually, I just stopped working like that like two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I used to just work, work, where I thought that work, you just work, 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 work. Your dad says go to work and you just work and that's it. I didn't even have the balance at all. Like I didn't even, I didn't, my family, wow. I just knew I had bills to pay and I had to feed them. And so as long as my mama, Isabel, was home, she would feed him. But I would go hunt and kill and find the money. So I really
0: don't even understand this whole work-life balance until like two years ago. Yeah. And the crazy part is, at least I felt this, especially in the beginning when I first started, was I'd want to work as much as possible because my biggest fear was if I wasn't doing something, this entire ship was going to sink, right? So it was just constant guilt. It's, I think the probably the best word for this constant guilt that if you weren't working, so you're going and hanging out and enjoying some of the fruits of your labor, you were thinking about work. And then when you were there, you're stealing time from one of the buckets, if you will, in this work-life balance thing. You're stealing one the other when you weren't even there. You're spending time with your family. You're thinking about your business. You're in your business. You're thinking about your family. And there's this guilt that keeps getting pulled back and forth like a rubber band. And it's insane. And it really... For me, in the very beginning, it was very stressful to be thinking that and always having that guilt inside, thinking like, oh, I should be with my kids right now. Now I need to be working so we can do really cool stuff. And then you're with your kids, you're like, man, I should be working so we can do more. You know, So it's like this never-ending cycle of guilt and ridiculousness that goes on in that six inches of real estate between your ears. Is that something you've ever experienced, Wayne?
1: Yeah, I got one when my in Ohio when my father was alive. He would stop by from time to time. You'd either come to the house or come to the office, and I think Isabel and my mom—they were doing something, so my dad would drive her out. He drove her out. So one day I was on the couch. It was like maybe noon or one. I was just taking a nap, and no, I had four crews working. I mean, I had four crews working. I had two salesmen out on the ground, and I had designer who was designing stuff. So if I need to take a break, I can take a break. I would actually come home to take a break and leave the office and come home. So my father comes in and he catches me sleeping. Now, he didn't say anything. But after he left, I went back to his. I was like, what the F is wrong with you? She's like, what are you talking about? I said, if you knew he was coming, why the hell didn't you wake me up? I said, now you got this man thinking I'm sleeping throughout the day. Like That was a big deal to me. But when I sit back and I run it through my head, I had four crews at work. I had two salesmen working, looking for jobs, and I had my designer sitting at the desk doing a job. So why the hell couldn't I have taken a nap? I mean for a thirty-five forty minutes. hell, I needed a nap. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah what I mean? exactly. After all that shit's going on. But I was like, I was pissed. It looked like I was a failure. Like this guy's sleeping. And then you're coming to my brand new house that we just built. So it's not like that I was bullshitting, but I felt that way.
0: Yeah. I can totally see that. And there's that that guilt involved. Like, oh my goodness, what would they think? Am I lazy? Like they don't realize the stress and the pressure you're under at work to be like, you know what? Today's a day. I just need a nap. And I do that from time to time. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, look, I just give me 30 minutes and I can come back and I can be even more focused and in charge and get a lot more done in that time for sure. Uh, But when it comes down to the whole idea of work-life balance is... I think that comes from the world of employment, right? When you work a nine to five job, you know, you can kind of go in and you punch your ticket, you walk in and you got to be in work land for whatever, six, eight, 10, 12 hours, whatever it is. And then you punch your card and you come out and be you again, right? You've got to keep changing personalities. You got to be like, I got to do this, go to work. And I really want to just have all the time out of work be my time. And that's my fun time. So the go to work is like a negative and being off is a positive. So if you think of it that way and segregate it that way, your time, that is, then you live a life where you're happy some of the day and you're sad other parts of the day. It's like one time of the day you're in prison and the other part you're free. But what I'm opening up a conversation here about is to think about what if what if when you went to work or you did your whatever you do, that was just as much fun as when you punched out your nine to five and started, quote unquote, your part of the day. Imagine if life could be like that every day, including weekends where you can set your own schedule, you can focus on things as you focus on them. And when you feel fit to do that, when you're in the right flow, like I know Dwayne, for sure, you understand this when it comes to designing, you know, there's times when I was designing over the last 20 some years that I'm just in flow state, meaning that all the ideas are just flowing out of my brain, out of my hand, onto the computer. Like it's just, it's no effort. It's just happening. It's like, it's flowing through me. And those days are so much fun. You're so jacked. And then there's other days where it's not the case, right? There's days you're sitting at the computer, you're designing and the next thing you know, or you're even out working in the field or you're managing a project and it's just not, it's, it's painful. It's like, this is just not working out well. This is just not coming to me right now. I'd rather be doing anything but this. Why can't you as the professional, why can't you decide, you know what, maybe today's not the day for that. Maybe I need to wait a few more hours change my state in some way, go for a run, go for a walk, come back in and try again, or wait till tomorrow and do something else today that I could, you know, do for tomorrow, bring it in and do it today and then do the design work tomorrow or do whatever that other task might be for tomorrow so that you can get the very best result out of it. You know what I mean? Have you ever had that happen to you, Dwayne?
1: Well, you know, this is sort of the change process that I'm going through now. Like I said, even before this, like I heard you say in just now, you said something that's fun. I think when you're a business owner, It's not necessarily that it's fun. It's just such the challenge that you're always under. And then you think that this whole load of business ownership is supposed to be on your shoulders 24 seven. Like if you talk to a lot of people on small businesses, they don't know anything else. Like we don't have friends, like people like I want this life. I want this life. And I'm like, keep your friends because you come over on this side, you're going to be a lonely motherfucker after a while. I mean, because and then they say it's lonely at the top. And the greater you get and the higher you become, the greater you think, dude, all that shit's true, like you start grinding this thing out you can't really talk to people, even explaining what's going on and after that upw like that's like my rebirth so this whole podcast, every episode, if you guys don't understand, Joshua sent me to a UPW he went first and he sent me back in July 2019 that has been a game changer in my life everything has changed like everything. So if you guys hear that, listen to these podcasts, I refer back to this UPW and it was just the greatest thing could ever happen to me. My mindset changed and my business and life took off. But what happened was I realized that I was just digging, 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 digging into the business, just digging every day. I was always worried about the money and it was always money, business, money, business, money, but that's all I was. I didn't know anything else. I would go to my son's football games and the parents would talk to me like, oh, wow, you do this? What are you talking about? Like, what do you talk about? Like I would go there and sort of, Matter of fact, even now I sort of go and I just sort of stand by myself because I don't really know what to talk about because I don't really have fucking people that I talk to about any of that. It's always about work and business. So to hit this balance on this other side, I'm just now starting to enjoy this personal life. Mm-hmm. You mean this hopping in the airplane and going flying whenever I want? I go bike riding every single morning. Now, after reading that 54321,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't hesitate. My alarm clock goes off at five. No matter how much I hesitate, I get up, put my feet on the ground. And if it's not raining, if it's not pouring down rain, I'll ride the bike in a little bit of rain. But if it's like thunderstorming, I'm not that stupid. You know what I mean? So, But now, not only am I riding a bike, I'll stop halfway and then I'll go through my priming. So I'll get Mm -hmm. that knocked out. And just yesterday, not only did I prime, I stopped and I just enjoyed everything. And let me tell you what. For these deer hunters who put on all this fucking camouflage and all this shit to go shoot a deer, you need to just go fucking meditate because all the deer just come hang out and <laughs> when you go chill because all the deer was out. I was thinking to myself, all these dumbasses, if they come meditate with me, they get all the fucking deer they want. Yeah, It's just now I'm enjoying this life. And yeah. I realized you don't have to do anything on a time. You can do whatever the fuck you want, to be honest yep. with you.
0: yep. Totally, man. Totally. It's, you know, the balance side of things is thinking like I need to have a bucket for family, right? Very important. That's what we do this all for, right? We need a bucket for movement in our health, right? To, To make sure we're getting that balance. We need a bucket of time for our mental health right? Not just the physical side, but our mental side as well and spirituality and all that. That's a very big part of all of this. And then also financial side to be spending time thinking about how you're managing finances, how you're making money, how the future looks for all of those things now. And you can't just allocate so much time per piece per week because it shifts. It constantly ebbs and flows. So it's a matter of being what I like to consider to be in pursuit of your passion, right? When you're passionate about something, time just disappears. You know, you're doing something and you look up the clock and holy crap, like it's two hours later, what just happened to all of that? When you can find a mission in life that is that powerful, that'll just erase time, that'll make time stand still. That's when you know you're on the right track. That's absolutely the way you know you're on the right track. And then when it comes to that, once you're present and once you're totally focused on your passion and pursuing that passion. It's to your point here with the meditation, it's being present in that moment that is the true key to all of this. Whether you're working on your business, whether you're with your family, whether you're working on your own mental strength through either meditation or priming, or even thinking about your financial side of things. But when you're present, during those times, and you're truly there. So it's not about so much time that you spend each week in those buckets. It's, are you even present in those buckets when you're working on those times, right? When you're with your family, are you really thinking about hanging out with them and enjoying their time? And if you're with your wife, your husband, or you're there with your kids, are you truly there or are you on your phone thinking about every other thing you got to do tomorrow and everything that didn't work out yesterday. And then again, like I said before, all you're doing is you're robbing time from one bucket to another. So being present in that moment is the key to being happy as you grow your business. is to it's a muscle, Dwayne. I know you and I have both worked on that over the years is trying to get that presence muscle lined up so that we can actually be where we are because the only thing that's real is is this exact moment right now. Everything in the past is a construct of the mind and everything in the future is a construct of the mind. None of those things, I mean, the past are just memories, but the future hasn't even happened yet. And 99% of the shit you worry about never comes true. So you're robbing all of that energy, thinking about things that may or may not happen in the future that you could be focusing on your family or your business and think how much more efficient it would be if you just said, look, I can't change tomorrow. I can't change yesterday because tomorrow never happened and yesterday is a figment of the imagination. So why not think more about how I can be here right now in this exact moment? You're hearing my voice right now. This is the only moment that ever was, is right now.
1: Yeah. You know, as I understand every bit of, matter of fact, every ounce of that, of what you say right now, but I didn't understand that two years ago. Yep. And then a lot of our listeners who are listening, don't understand what you're saying. And I was reading an Eckhart little blip. Actually, yeah, it was Eckhart It was your little blip. And I think it was that book that I was telling you I was reading. I had no fucking clue what he was saying. I said, one mm-hmm. day it's going to make sense to me. And I need to go back and read it again. Yep. I'm writing to read it again. I forgot the name of the book, but it was just so deep. And I'm like, why the yep. fuck did he even write this book? Because yep. It's just so deep, but maybe I got to go back. Was it Power of Now? No, no. Power okay. now was one of the things. That it was yeah. actually a, a good catalyst in my life, but it was a, it's another book, and no, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that consciousness in the present moment is something that you have to be, but you don't even know how to get into it. And then when it happens, it just happens. You can't mm-hmm. even if you don't know about it, you can't even force it because you don't even know about it. But when it happens, it happens, and I always correlate it to like riding a bike. Like I can show every kid in the world, like we can make videos, we can do everything and teach kids how to ride a bike. But it's not until they wake up one day and it just happens and they realize balance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's when they start riding a bike. And it's the same thing with this present moment thing It's most people hear it. I hear present moment, I live in the present moment, everybody else. but until you know, I remember the very moment that I realized the present moment existed. I know exactly where I was. I know the lighting. I know who was looking at me. I know who was looking at them. And it happened. It didn't even happen at the Tony Robbins event. It actually happened at the landmark. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the lights. I remember hearing the air conditioning units. I remember the girl who looked back at me at the time that it happened and it hit me. And it was like a deja vu. I still remember that. Those were 600 and something days ago. Mm -hmm.
0: That's incredible.
1: And living in that moment is the beautiful state. And actually, my life is turned around because when you think something is going wrong get back to that get back to the moment get back to the moment yep. get back to the yep. moment yeah and that's when it becomes better and i want to add more to the our topic this whole work-life balance i've done the same thing too like all these years of working i remember helping my son move and i saw a trophy and i'm like when the fuck did he get that trophy But, you know, I was at work thinking that I did work, 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 get the money, get over here. There's some type of balance that you have to have or there's some type of attention you have to have to the order. Don't just give it all to work. You mean, remember, you got a life, you got a family, you got a wife or I mean, whatever you got, pay attention to that. If you got a dog, pay attention to the dog. I mean, there's a lot of things I heard
0: of dogs chew your shoes. That means
1: you're not paying attention to them. It's little things like that. But you got to pay attention to what's going on around you. Can't be focused on one thing.
0: That's for sure. And I know when we first started out, I knew nothing about this years ago. And I would just work as many hours as I possibly could, because that meant we could make more money and with more money gives you more options, right? So that's ultimately the goal. But doing that, I found that what I was trying to get away from, right, it's not about what you're going toward at that point. But by robbing from one bucket from the other, you're actually trying to get away from something. So for instance, if you're having a tough time at home with the family, the wife, or whatever, a husband, and you just put all your time into work because there you can control things, right? Phone calls come and you can answer or not answer. You don't have to deal with things you don't want to deal with. And sometimes you do, but it's different, right? You can actually hide within it. So oftentimes in our industry, especially since it's seasonal, some go through this where, you know, it's springtime, they can justify spending 12, 14, 16 hours a day working because this is my job. I do it for you and all this kind of, you know, thats all bullshit, not because of the sense of failure that could come from it, but it's because you're trying to get away from something. There's a very good possibility. If you think deep about it, there's something that you don't want to face. And that's why you're burying yourself in work. So you don't have to face that because you're justifying the fact that you're out there working your ass off for your family. But there's other things that you really just don't want to face. And that's why you're focused on your business so much and nothing against everyone that's working hard out there. We're all working hard out there. But think about it. Just think about if there's something in your life that you're trying not to face, and that's why you're focusing so much on on your, you know, trying to stay busy.
1: I was trying to face eviction. Shit, I was just trying to make sure I wasn't yeah. kicked the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, please explain what what I was avoiding. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> A cold night. <laughs> I was
1: trying to not get kicked the fuck out. Shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're right. I didn't text you even while you were gone. I had, I'm not going to say it happened not last week, but week before last, I'm not going to call it a nervous breakdown. I'm going to call it a nervous shakeup is what I had about, and it was weird. I never really had anything like that before. I had just went through, I want to say a stressful week, but during the whole time I was dealing with the stress, it was really the fear of the past. And so The things weren't happening, but the fear of what I went through in my past was making it hard for me to get through. And every day I would tell myself, okay, you're in the present, you're in the present, you're in the present. Everything is happening for you. Everything is happening for you. And every day I would tell myself, even when I check, I even text you, I'm like, Josh, I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. And then you ask the right questions, blah, blah, blah. And I come right back down and I calm down again. And it was beautiful because I was able to catch it. And my mind said, Duane, you don't stay in this. You can't function in this. You got to move on. But let me tell you what happened. I think I texted you, but I didn't get in real detail. Since we're on a podcast, and we're talking about this. Let's give these people some jewels, some real shit. So after it all went down and everything worked out the way that you, know, I mean, you and I talked about, I was sitting at home. I was driving. I was driving. And everything that I went through for like the past eight years hit me. And all of the hard, the struggle, the stress, the fear, the running, you mean, there's a song by Nucky Thompson, just when the world thinks you're shit, you still got to function even when the world is looking at you like you ain't shit. There's a song about that. And going through that in my life and going through the embarrassment of just being just not following through, you mean, just not doing right. All that came down and hit me after all the stressful shit was over. Like, it hit me hard, too. Like, it broke me down. I wasn't, like, crying or anything. But I was just sit back like, fuck, I made it through that. We survived that. Like, I was shaking. Like, I shook for a while. And some of it was like, dude, that was lucky. At one time when the one car was the only thing that was working, and it was still working. And not only was it working, there was, like, I couldn't park it anywhere because people were looking for it. But I made it through that, and it was, like, all that. And that was the thing that was holding the fort down. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, like you just sit back and like I said, I shook up a little bit and I don't know if it was a negative thing to this day. I don't know what the fuck it was, but whatever it was, it passed through me and I allowed it to pass through. Like I didn't stop it. I didn't say stop, just let it go. I allowed it to pass through so I can get it through in a way, but it was just, it was heavy. It was heavy, heavy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that conversation with you and sound like you were going through a lot of stuff. So it's, I'm glad that it did pass through that you allowed it through and didn't try to, you know, kick it out because you have to process those things. You got to let them roll through. They're coming through at the right time, whether you think it's the right time or not, you know, so it's in life and in business, there's a lot of things that are going to be thrown at you, a lot of responsibilities and these kinds of things. But like I mentioned earlier, there's past, there's a present and there's future in the past. You can't change. And the present is the only thing that you can actually change. And the only thing that is real. The future is a construct of the mind. So that's something that you are constantly. Think about it. If you would write down everything you're worried about today and then look back on it in two weeks from now, I bet you at least 90% plus of that stuff never happens. Right? Never all the happens. time that's wasted on that, constantly worrying about the things that could happen. This might happen. This project might not go through. This client might not pay me. This might, 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 might. And you look back and you're like, somehow we've figured it out. Somehow it's always figured out. So why did I waste one second of my time? worrying about shit I can't control anyway. And that normally works itself out. So what's why am I wasting all that time in my life that I could be focused on my family or growing my business or my mental or physical or financial success? You know, it's there's just so much of our time that's been drawn and the monkey mind constantly keeps doing that. You can't help it. It's a human condition. It's nothing wrong with you. It's, I go through it too. I still battle with that here and there at times now. And there's times that I'm like, really dude, you should know better by now. But that little reptilian brain in my head wants to come out and just keep flexing its muscles. and I got to put it back in the cage, you know, and say, guys, look, you know, it's, I'm glad you think that uh, you're in charge here, but you're not. I'm in charge, and you're just kind of watching the show. Let's put it that way. I keep that under control to focus more on the the work life balance side of things. So it's really a matter of finding that passion, pursuing that passion. Once you do, time stands still, and it doesn't really matter because if you're happy and content and in love with what you do, then You're going to find time for your family and you're going to show up in family better. You're going to show up happier. You're going to show up more ready to engage. You're going to show up when you you think about movement. You're going to be thinking like, all right, well, I feel great all the time. So I want to feel even better. Let's do something else. Let's start a new exercise routine. Let's go bike riding. Let's go running. Let's whatever Pilates, whatever makes sense for you. That you now want to do it more because you feel like you're worth it. Like, dude, I'm doing well. Let's do this. Right. And, and I want to feel better all the time. And the same with the mental side of things. And that's really something that you know I know I've discovered here later in life. And I know Dwayne you know, has as well. Is is taking the time. And a lot of people don't know this about myself, but you know, at least five days a week. I spend at least two hours working on my mind, body, and soul. It's scheduled into my schedule. So there's goes back to that work-life balance, right? But I actually have it plugged in and it doesn't always happen exactly at that time. That's the grace I'm talking about here is knowing that sometimes it happens a little less and sometimes it happens a little bit more, but it's a matter of discipline and doing it. So, you know, spending the first two hours of the day meditating and the gratitude side of things, I'm making sure that I'm grateful to the priming. I'm also dancing and singing crazy enough and also running and other physical activity. And I spend the first two hours doing that a day to, because when you, i read a book once that says win the morning, win the day, right? Magic mornings type focus. And to do that each morning and schedule a time for it has been transformational in my life. And so often my brain, a little reptilian brain kicks in and says, dude, you don't need to do that. You know, what's a couple of days? What's a couple of weeks? Doesn't matter. Really, you're busy. It's more important that you go and answer those emails or make that phone call or go do these things and don't worry about yourself. You'll be fine, right? There's that constant conversation in the back and there's, yeah, 99% of the time there is really no conversation. It's like, yeah, thanks for the information, but it's not happening. This is happening. I've made the commitment to myself that this is what my morning is like, because I know when I win the morning, I win the day and there's nothing no one's going to tell me that's going to change that. And we're going to just put all the focus in those two hours into making sure that my stability is there so that I can serve at the highest level throughout the day, come with the highest energy, have the clarity that I need to lead teams all of that. It's just so important to dedicate time throughout the day to yourself to make sure you have that that's already allotted for, that you don't have to guess, you don't have to schedule meetings around. Like It's already there. You're not changing that.
1: Yeah. I had an aha moment when you were speaking and I just, I let you go through, but I actually had the aha moment probably like five minutes ago. But <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted you to finish what you were saying. I didn't want to stop it. But the aha moment was you actually just spoke on it and it was you had said the thing is that a lot of us will get caught up in work. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this because we're running from something. Yeah. And what my aha moment was, what we're running from is facing us. We're running from facing who we are. I remember the question was asked to me several years ago, actually before the UPW, some guy picked up in an Uber car and he sort of was the one who started the path. It's just so few words he said. And I started searching from there. Like My mind was just going crazy. But he said, what do you want to do and who are you outside of work? And I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck am I? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I just want to go to work. You know what I mean? That's all I knew. And I had to stop and answer that question. And damn it, when you answer that question is when you wake the fuck up. Matter of fact, write this shit down if you're listening. That's the key to success. It's facing who the fuck you are. And every morning, just like it's probably why we're so cool, is we don't fuck around with this. Every morning when I wake up, I hop on that bicycle and now I do them both. I used to do the meditation first and the workout. Now I figure out I fit it in at the same time because I hate fucking working out. So, but I love to meditate. So if I got to work out to meditate and then go work out again, that's how I'm going to do it. And I ride away. So after I meditate, I got to ride the fuck back. You know what I mean? So now I got to work out going back. So it's working. I get my workout, get my meditation in. But every morning I'm doing that. And I'm learning that even to, even yesterday, like I said, I did it. And not only did I get done meditating, I mean, hop back on a bike, boom, go back again. I even stopped. And I said, I'm taking control of this and I'm just going to enjoy. And I enjoyed, that's probably why I'm in such zen right now because I enjoyed that and that's what it is. I think that's what everybody's running from. And when you're talking to people like, man, do this and I don't, I don't have time for it. And you look at them like, you don't have time for yourself. Like now that I'm here, I can't understand for the life of me Why somebody else wouldn't take time for themselves to go meditate or just, I don't have time. Like, you don't have time. Like, what the fuck is controlling you that you don't have time to do that? And I was that same guy. So I can't get mad at somebody for not doing that. But I'm also mad at them. Like, dude, wake the fuck up. Like, why are you, what's this bullshit? You don't have time. That's bullshit. That's the biggest bullshit in the world. You got all the time in the world. Set your alarm clock at 4.30 if you can't do it at five. You mean? But you yourself is more important than any of this shit. Like, you and I, before we... Before you hit record, we were talking about money, business, and everything, and the one thing I said to you is, none of this shit is real. This fucking microphone, this computer, all the money we're making, none of it is real. Nothing of this shit is real. It's just what's in front of us, and some type of physics made it, and now we're flowing through it. So that means we can manipulate it, we can do whatever we want, we can have as much as we want from it, we can have as the least as we want from it, but what has to be is our mind and our soul. That's what has to be. And we gotta work on that. That's how you get that balance. No work life balance. It's a fucking myth. What's the real is you
0: have to be. You. Dude, that's fucking amazing. That's spot on. You're so right. And you know, even this morning when I was meditating and I haven't meditated probably for more than a few years now. It's not something that I picked up as a child. I never went to an ashram or, you know, got a guru to do it. It's something that after UPW and it started to uh, resonate with me. And there's only one song that I'm right now is one song that I meditate to. And it's this morning to just there with my, it's probably about 10 minutes. It's a shorter version that I do uh, when I do all my other stuff, but to sit there in complete peace and silence with my eyes closed. And to just be focusing on, it's craziest thing is, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, Dwayne, but when I meditate, I feel like when I'm in flow, I actually see a rotation. Okay, that's a rotation. If you ever saw a hurricane on a radar map, how it rotates, I'm watching something like that when I'm in flow state. Like I'm actually seeing a rotational motion. I feel like at that point that I'm actually locked in right? Hmm. So I'll go into a meditation without any, you know, preconceived expectations of anything. But once I hit that point, then I'm in it. I'm locked. I'm good to go, right? But it took a while to get to that point and for me to discover that. There's other times when I'll actually see looking like I'm going through space at a million miles an hour and the stars are moving past me, like, again, another flow state. And these things I can only really get to in that meditation when things are very in line, like when I'm really focused on not being focused right? So ideas go through my head, thoughts, things for the day. Like the mind is always trying to do that. Let it do that. That's fine. Just let it pass. Just let it pass. And eventually just stops and you start getting more focused. But I know when I was younger, someone said meditation to me, I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's something that those other sissies do. Like, what the fuck? Like who would do that? I don't got the time for that. I got work to do and all this kind of thing. And once I found the value in it and started to focus and say, no, you can't just do it once and expect to get it. It takes practice. It's like, lifting weights it's like running it's like anything else you want to bike ride you you get on the bike first time you're not going to go you know the distance you can go after doing it a hundred times so you build the muscle and the same with the meditation side and and I say all this because yesterday or no this morning it was I was meditating uh, and I was just focusing like I'll pick a point in my body and just focus on it and today it was my heart And I was focusing on the beating and I could actually feel at a certain point, the blood pulsing through my body. I could feel my other, you know, other parts of different areas here. And I was like, holy moly, like I can just feel it surging as it's like an energy moving through your body. And it was so fascinating to just watch and observe that. And I'm sitting here once I was done with the the meditation, I said, man, I'm so blessed to be able to, to know this and not to know enough to do this each day so that when I I'm finished with that and I take my cold shower after my run and all that kind of stuff. When I'm all finished with my rituals for the day, that I can come down to my team and to the world and I can serve at the absolute highest level that I can possibly serve right now because I am a hundred percent dialed in, focused, and on fire to move forward with stuff. But without the mental side of it, without taking the time for the spirituality and the mental side each day, you eventually become for lack of a better term, handicapped in a way, because you're only focused on one or two of those buckets. And the problem is you end up overfilling those other buckets and you miss out on you. Just That's why when you get on an airplane and they say, you know, if the cabin pressure drops and you need, and the oxygen drops, put the mask on yourself first and then your child or your family member, right? Because if you aren't a hundred percent, if you aren't alive, you can't help others. And this is one part, especially in our industry, that's not talked about is taking care of yourself, taking care of your soul and taking care of of your mind so that you can serve at the highest level and not be out there just to make money, to pay bills and this kind of thing, but be out there because you're truly passion-driven. And once your mind and your body and everything is in homeostasis that way, it's so much simpler. You arrive and you show up differently. Your clients feel you differently. When you're there talking to them, I had a great meeting last night with a client. We were just sinking like crazy, like It was just like we were moving in a dance. It was incredible because we were both so focused on an outcome and focused on just working together and on the project. But it comes from that balance, the time that's spent getting inside and making sure everything inside is good first before you start giving out. Because you can't, if you're broken inside, you can't give broken away. Nobody wants it, right? So you can only give away from a whole soul. And you need to work on that every day because the world constantly keeps pulling from that and pulling from that. You need to recharge that thing all the time. Yeah,
1: you ever heard the saying, I like your vibe? Sure. You ever heard that saying before? Sure. It's actually short for vibration because we as humans, we pass out a vibration and it's actually six meters on a normal person, six meters wide. So six meters around you is the vibration that we put off. And if you're inside, it's not vibing correctly. You're putting off a bad vibration, or you're putting off a very rough vibration. It was, um, I want to get into what you were saying about the meditation, but I also want to talk about this, is living in Chicago, there's, there's not everybody's like this, but it's a very tough city where you have to be tough. Well, people think you got to be tough to operate here. And recently, I've been having this issue is like, I'm tired of dealing with hard motherfuckers all the time. Like, you don't got to be hard. Like, just tell me what you want. Put that shit out and we'll knock it out. But this hard ass mentality attitude, it's draining. You I mean, because that's not who I am anymore. So now I'm dealing with this tough ass draining mentality. I don't even want to talk to some people because there's hardness. And like you were saying about this meditation, when you really lock into a meditation, you lock into the environment around you. Like the reason why I like to get out of the house and go out into the woods is because I can hear the birds chirp. I can hear the movement of the water. I can even hear the forklift going backwards at a building probably three, four miles away, the beeping sound. I mean, I can hear all that shit. And what I do is when I get into it, I lock in and hit the surrounding. I can almost hit a true proximity of where everything is just based on sound. I was even the other day, I can even tell you where I stop. I can even tell you when the water's high and when the water's low by the sound of the waterfall and how the bass hits that water and transfers back. I can almost tell you if the pond's high or low. It's just fucking dope. It can even go into my body and I can feel the blood vessels moving the blood. I haven't done the heart thing yet. You're going to make me do that heart one tomorrow. But I can feel the blood vessels moving through my body. And when I really stop, I can feel it all. And then I can feel the wind blowing on my hair and on my face and... It's such a beautiful thing that I get to do that. And none of this shit, like I said, I'm gonna go back again. This is probably number three I've said it. None of this shit matters. Every All this shit is bullshit. But when you can do that, that's what's real, is when I can feel the wind blowing on my face, when I can feel... My blood vessels and everything pump. That's what I'm sort of addicted now. It's the drug. It, it's the heroin that's pumping in my veins now is to go out there and go do that every single morning. I don't work out anymore. I hate working. I fucking hate it. But I know that I, when I hop on that bike, I get to pedal as hard as I can to go to my two meditation spots. And I'll probably find some more because I got to get more distance in just to go meditate because mm-hmm. that's what I enjoy the most. And when I come back from it, I'm in this beautiful state. That is... If life is a balance, that's the state we got to be in. It's so beautiful. I'm almost, I'm jealous. I'm not even, I don't know if to use the word as jealous, but I'm like, if you guys are not experienced with the fuck I'm experiencing, you're not experiencing life because this is the shit. There's nothing like it.
0: Dude, dialed right in, man. Trust me. That's my favorite part of the morning as well as that meditation segment. And I look forward to that more than anything. And that was one of the toughest things for me to get into because sitting there, just sitting down in the morning for at those times, you know, half hour, 20, 30 minutes, whatever to just sit and to be in my own mind. It took me working really hard to start to actually like me because dude, for many years, I'd look in a mirror and I wouldn't like the person looking back at me. Like I'd look at me like, what are you fucking looking at? Like I didn't like the person looking back at me and it took work going through UPW, going through other events and reading books and this kind of stuff till now where I look at a mirror and I'm like, dude, crushing it. Fucking awesome, man. I mean, the two most powerful words in the English language or any language for that matter is I am. Whatever you fill in the blank with afterward is who you are and what your mind believes you are. And you're creating that story in your head every single day. So if you say I am frail, well, guess what? That's what you're going to see the world from that filter. If you look in that mirror and you say, I am grateful, you're going to see the world from that filter. If, if you look through and say, I am strong, I am courageous, I am happy, I am loving, all those things prime your mind to be more of that. So be careful with what you fill in that blank with. It's a huge piece of you know existence when you get down to that point. So Spending the time to meditate in the morning really helps fortify your mind to get you back to zero. To your point, Dwayne, to that state of, oh my God, life is so incredible. And you need to reprime that every day in order to get back to that. And if you let it go for weeks or months and not do it and just fall off the card, if you will, the next thing you know, you're going back into your old routines. You know, these you're going back into woe is me and the life is happening to me, not for me, and you start falling back into the trap where most people are in because they won't take the time for themselves. So I know that we've talked about work-life balance, but this meditation side of things, guys, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. We don't make any money from this. It's not the thing. But if you have an opportunity, there's plenty of apps out there you can get for your smartphone if you want to learn to start how to do this. There's even a Netflix, I guess it's kind of an info documentary kind of thing. I think it's called, I think it's from the app Calm, but it's about meditating and they can teach you how to move through that. And it might seem weird in the beginning and it might seem like, oh God, I hope nobody's watching me. They're going to make fun of me on this. But, dude, if anybody laughs at you, just laugh at them because once you get this, dude, your whole world flips. It's incredible how much yeah. being present and being mindful it affects everything in your day.
1: You know, so far, and it's probably not, but so far, since I've crossed over to this side of the world, I'm, I actually pay attention to a lot, you I mean more things, because now you're more present. But I'm also paying attention to, you know, proximity's power. So I'm paying attention to a lot more successful people. And when they speak, damn it, they are locked. Dude, you don't get this. You don't get this if you're not locked. You gotta be locked. You don't, you can't. What did my buddy tell me the other day? He said, Duane, you can't work hard enough to buy yourself an airplane. You can't. You cannot. I cannot go out there and work for it. Can't. I gotta be locked. And I got to manifest and I got to create it. So that means I got to create the systems. I got to create the engine. I got to create the business. I got to create the investment vehicles. I got to create all those things to make it happen. But I cannot physically go to work and pay for that. You can't. You got to be locked. Like shit I'm hearing Jay-Z say. Locked.
0: Even Bezos and all of them. Like as much as people hate them, they're fucking locked. They're locked. That's. I mean, you're spot on with that. Anybody that I've seen that is super successful, no matter how you define that, whether it's a preacher, whether it's a you know a businessman, whether it's it's anybody really, the one thing they all have in common is that they're mindful
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that they've spent time working on their themselves and work. That's how they can separate themselves in the pack because they take the time and they see the value in it and that's what they do. Now you might get a wild card here or there that doesn't, but for the most part, they are the ones that value their personal time to grow their inside world so that they can give more. And it can yeah. become more value to more people. And that's how it works. But you have to start with yourself at that point. And some people think, well, that's selfish. You should be spending time with somebody else. But if you show up to that relationship half-assed there, like worrying about your bills, worrying about your kids, worrying about everything else and not there anyway. So what the fuck are you there for anyway? You're wasting a ton of time. And if you can get present each day with yourself and go through that process, you might find another way to do it. It doesn't matter as long as you get there right? Each day to balance yourself, come back to your zero where you're happy and you've reached this kind of this homeostasis state. Then you're able to come from there every day and run your business most efficiently and be the leader you need to be in order to keep your employees excited and happy and keep driving them forward and and helping see the vision and And getting out there with your husband or wife and being able to be present with them too and not just be out to dinner playing on your phone because you're so busy with everything else and everything else is so much more important because you're trying to avoid having that conversation. You know what I mean? So it's like if you can just get rid of all that and just be authentic and just be in the present moment, your whole life changes. And then you get into being more available emotionally in your relationship and mentally and all those good things. And then you start thinking, you know what? It's not a bad thing if I can be more vulnerable. If I can say exactly what's on my heart and exactly what's on my mind to people around me, regardless of their judgment and just not give a shit about what they say, but say this is on my mind and this is how I feel about this and here's where we are as a man, that's huge. Most guys hold that back and they think that any kind of vulnerability is weakness. And I think vulnerability is a superpower. I think it's an absolute superpower. And it's not that you're running around, you know, whining on everybody's shoulder. That's not what it's about. It's about saying exactly how you feel about things, especially as a man. And being able to have the conversation with people, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, make sure you get out there and tell your team or your family that you love them, that they're awesome, that they're doing a great job, or that you're proud of them. Because those are the things that are often, we think are just there, like they already they already know that. They already know that. No, they don't. They don't hear it enough. And it's your job to be vulnerable enough to just say that. And to say, you know, or to say, look guys, we need to do more of this and here's why. And even if it's an emotional need you have, talk about it. Because then all of a sudden, all those weird conversations disappear and people are like, oh, well, I guess I can just show up as me and I can show up every day that way. And then they're more balanced because they're not trying to put on a face to keep you happy, but they're actually trying to just be themselves, which is easier. And they have a, a safe space to do that. It's incredible in building a team that way.
1: Yeah. I look at the emotion of everything. Like I know the people who I'm talking to now, I have weird conversations with everybody now. Like, mm-hmm. I am not afraid to talk about what the fuck you're really feeling. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't have a fear anymore. And no matter where I am, I know people are looking like, damn, did we just have that conversation? I mean, I have fucking profound conversations on a daily basis because I'm not, hold, I'm asking the real questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how did that make you feel? What's it feeling like? What are you doing? Like, damn, you had to carry all that weight. And then they start unloading on you. People tell me everything. Like, I'm probably in the wrong field. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I should have been in a, a field of psychiatry. It mean, it's probably whatever. Because now, even in our class that we have, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you and I are talking and you're explaining the detail. And if I catch one student slip up, if I can just one slip up, I start digging in because I got to rebuild their spirit. Because, mm-hmm. you mean, it may not be the class of what you learn. I can tell your spirit's broke somewhere. And you just need that little shake up a little bit. Like, dude, you're doing well. I mean, you're fucking here. So you're doing well. So don't let all that other bullshit take you down. I mean, I think maybe because I was there for so long and maybe I was close, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I did sit on the bed one day and open up the drawer and look at the little pistol sitting in the drawer. So maybe I was really close. I probably wasn't going to do it, but I was looking at that motherfucker like, fool, like when you're that close to the edge of life, you start seeing life in a whole different world, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely did. Wow, this one definitely got heavy today, didn't it? <laughs> Man, I wasn't expecting
1: all that. I love
0: yeah. it, and I, you know, I hope anybody wow, listening an expect- out there—maybe
1: because we're both zinned out—you just got back from a yeah. vacation, and I just went on a like—I went on like a zen past couple weeks. I've been just yeah. locked the fuck in. Maybe we're just we're vibing on the same vibe. But
0: that's where it is, you know. We've been vibing together for a long time, brother. You know that. Yeah, yeah. It don't get old. <laughs> I mean, we talk it forever. It don't get old. It could. Good. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, guys, if you're out there trying to figure out, you know, okay, well, this all sounds freaking wonderful, but how the hell do I fit this to my life? And busy as hell now, I barely have enough time to do whatever. So, you know, it's all about daily rituals. And you don't have to start out with two hours. That's my time that I've devoted to personal growth in the morning. But, you know, even if you just put a half hour away in the morning and say, look, I'm going to do something. And I know some of you guys get up at five o'clock in the morning, you're out the door by 5 30. Well, I think it's if you can't put 30 minutes a day away for you, then you don't have a life. It's that simple. Right? 30 minutes is the minimum to spend time either meditating or working out or writing in a journal or reading a book, something that's going to help drive you forward. That's the important part. Spending time for you that only you benefit from initially and long term, everybody benefits from you growing as well. So, setting up a daily ritual and keeping that promise to yourself, setting it as a promise and not letting your mind try to talk you out of it as soon as you get quote unquote busy, or it's going to happen. Get ready for it. Your mind is going to try like a son of a bitch to get you back to where you were. That's just what it does. You need to defeat that thing. You need to not listen to it. You need to move forward from there and say, no, I've made a commitment. And the, another way to do this is to tell people around you that you're going to do this. For instance, every day between 5 and 5.30, that's my time. All right, guys. So, you know, I'm going to be doing one of a few things here. Tell your partner, your kids, or your friends, whatever. Tell them all about it. Because then they're gonna hold you accountable and you're gonna feel accountable. If you're the only one that knows about this, you're the first one that's gonna slip up. You're gonna be like, well, nobody else knows, so I don't really have to do this. You know, like like running. I don't love to run. I don't at all. But I set a new goal after this after this vacation that I'm gonna run three miles five days a week. I'm gonna do hundred push-ups five days a week. I'm going to meditate, I'm gonna do all these things in my block, and I keep adding and adjusting so it doesn't get old, right? But I set these new goals and There's, trust me, two, two and a half miles. I'm like, I could just turn, head head back to the house. I'll be a little short today. Not a big deal. Only I'll know. The problem is I'll know. And every one of those lies that you tell yourself becomes a chip at the edge of the tree, if you will, at the trunk of the tree. And eventually the tree falls over. So keeping the promises, I know we've talked about this in other podcasts, where keeping the promises to yourself are the number one, not the ones you make to other people. It's the ones you keep to yourself. When you set those goals, there is no going back from that. You can adjust as you move forward and keep it interesting. But realize when you lie to yourself, all you're doing is screwing yourself. So don't do that. So set up some type of a daily ritual that you can get out there and keep growing each and every day. Do you have anything else that you want to add to that, Twain?
1: Yeah, Josh, you said it the nice way. And since I'm in Chicago, I'm going to... Actually, you're closer to New York. So New York is a little rougher than Chicago. <laughs> but you said it the nice way, okay? And here's how I'm going to say it. If you can't take 30 minutes of your life, of your time in your life to create your life, everything you're doing is a waste of time, okay? Nothing is going to matter, no matter how hard you're working, no matter what is going on, if you can't take that 30 minutes to sit with yourself, none of that stuff is going to, none of that stuff matters, okay? Here's an I'll add to it too. But if you want all the shit you're working for, and if you want the nice house and nice cars and all the money, you have to take the 30 minutes to an hour to yourself to understand what it is you need and why you get it. And I hope, I hope 1 million people listen to this podcast. And I hope that I hope to God that you and I are somewhere and somebody shakes our hand a year from now or a week from now and says, man, I heard this podcast and this one changed my life. I didn't know this one was going to go this deep and I didn't understand it was going to go this powerful, but I really hope this one really reaches somebody and more than one.